Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. One podcast, a slice of geekery, in fair Corona, we lay our podcast scene. Well, hey, hey, friends, welcome to level 333, the ultimate, or not the ultimate, but one of the ultimate palindromes, 333, combine it how you want, it's 333, and hey, Joe the Wookie Riot joining you. For a solo episode of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, Noza, just me and you and Geek News. And yeah, it started off dramatic with bling, bling, bling music. And uh, that's all to say I wanted to start first and foremost and say, hey, if my voice sounds weird, if uh, if the recording is, is a little bit off, the answer is because uh, the Wookiee is, is coming on the heels of a, a, a third round against the coronavirus. And uh you know, in, in three rounds, I still, uh, the champ is here. I still reign supreme. But there there are some after effects from the just being sick with like cough and voice and whatnot. So, um, you know, I wanted to record actually news for the past like week and a half. Was not up to it. Thankfully had an episode with uh, Eddie. I hope you really enjoyed that indie episode with him. But that's all to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best for 333 to give you the news and holy moly because of all the guest episodes there's a whole lot whole bunch you know and um while while i go over my own mortality and and lament the fact that i discovered that lin-manuel miranda is only five months older than me and i'm like what am i doing with my life well this is what i'm doing with my life working at disneyland star wars galaxy's edge doing the seven and a half years of skipper and being a husband and a father and a friend and um doing this geek podcast for over six years and here's one more episode for each and every one of you you know it struck me i was actually like looking i'm like oh 333 that's a really cool number but i'm always cognizant that you know the the numbers aren't exact uh because there have been second parts there have been bonus odes there's been even the waybacks when uh, i wanted to bring the the previous to anchor the the best of the 65 episodes out for somebody only done five of them there's there's more that i i wanted to pull up uh we'll we'll see that might actually come somewhere in the future because uh things are bound to get interesting uh full admission coming up real soon I, uh, we're going to be doing a bit of hotel living. The podcast studio needs some work, and that means we have to move out and stay in a hotel. And we'll see if uh, me, my wife, and my boys can uh, survive being in a in a hotel space with a with a couple beds and hopefully a bathtub. But uh, the good news is I already have a recording with Blue that was recorded the other night, so next week's episode is taken care of. But uh, we're there for like two to eight weeks, so... We shall see whether there's some uh, actually in-person recordings with uh, Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth or with the Marshall, uh, or if it's just me like finding a bathroom and echo quality to give you an episode. Time will tell, but there there's a chance somewhere in there that I might decide, hey, I'm gonna do a way back, <laughs> you know, just to buy myself a little bit of time. And uh, we we shall see 
what we see, I even have a, a sort of a pseudo plan to do like a, a bonus ode, maybe to do a bit more of a, the the fuzzball watch or what, whatever it is I'm calling that. I don't have it right in front of me, but the geek watch, that's what I was calling it. Yeah, the, the new what you watching so we could have our own name for uh, catching up on the, the television and everything. But that's all to say, with all the second parts, with all the bonus odes, with all the waybacks, we're actually at 374 recordings, which means that the next episode is going to be 375. Yeah, it's cool because it's a, a fun episode of me and Blue provided my voice holds out and I don't end up using that recording for 333. You'll know because uh, either you'll get 333 and it's Blue and me and you've already listened to it and this is uh, 334 and it's broke up because of voice given out. Who who knows? But uh, you know, it occurred to me I never got around to sharing the Spotify ranked info that I got from the last year. Uh, being part of anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball does mean it's uh, an affiliate of Spotify because they bought the anchor stuff and uh, they actually gave some information. It's not a lot, but suffice to say, uh, they, they told me that most of you dear listeners that listen to the podcast are what they categorize as devotees people that are devoted to a podcast you know what shout out to the devotees thank you to each and every one of you that listen to this uh not religiously because we're not a religion we're just we're just a, a collective of fuzzy geeks but uh thank you to each and every one of you to the the romans and uh to the to the of course danny when he listens when he's not there to blue to jerry uh to to all the people that listen to the podcast regularly unfortunately you know not everybody (laughs) talks to me afterwards so i don't know each and every person but i just i thank you so much i know for a fact they're at least 30 devotees so to each and every one of you thanks so much if you want to drop a message either on uh, the laughing at fuzzballs facebook group or an email or on my social media and be like hey i'm one of the devotees i will create a list of all the devotees i'm just so grateful to every single person that listens regularly that makes like this entire process worth it what i thought was crazy is over the last year 5,329 minutes of podcasting, which according to Spotify is 98% more than other podcasts that that do what I do, which is the TV and film category. And you know what? Being in the top 2% of putting content out felt pretty good. Uh, there was there was some other category, you know, streams are up, followers are up. Just very, very grateful. Blue's always saying, just keep doing the podcast. It's going to grow. It's going to become a thing. And you know what? I don't think it's anywhere near the thing that he thought it was going to be, but it, it still continues to be a thing that brings me joy. And hopefully the same is for you, devotees and others who listen to the podcast. Thanks so much. But uh, all that talking is uh, is enough. Let's get into it because, oh boy, howdy, is there a bunch of news. Is this going to be fire hose news? Am I going to make you pull up to the fire, fire hose uh, all Stanley Spadowski style and open it up and you're on your little hobby horse and you're blown away? I don't know. We'll just see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get through this as fast as wookily possible. So we're going to kick off with the fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus and all of the, the news that, that drops on the Laughing Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Um, there's lots of different people that share things, but primarily our semi-official news mofo, Marshall Danny, he of the Greater Fuzzball Territories, drops tons of stuff, of course. I drop news, and then there's there's other names that pop in, and I'm, I'm always very, very pleased when uh, it's peppered with uh, as many names as possible. That's not the case with this uh, recording, but that's okay, because it doesn't mean that there's not lots of content. And first and foremost, from the Marshall Agent Elvis on Netflix, an animated show from Sony Pictures Animation from the same team that brought us into the Spider-Verse, created by Priscilla Presley and John Eddy, uh, writing by Archer's Mike Arnold. And, you know, prayer for Elvis as a jetpack wearing spy accompanied by his chimpanzee sidekick that I would think would be named Cheetah, but uh, apparently is named Splatter. 
But Priscilla, Priscilla claims that this fulfills Elvis's boyhood dreams of being a superhero fighting crime and saving the world. 88 years after his birth, 45 years after his death, uh, one Baz Luhrmann movie later, and we, we get to say all hail the king to a golden gun and a goofy premise that, that I was totally in for when Danny dropped the first news. Of course, uh, I wrote down all these thoughts, and then Danny posted a freaking trailer because the show's coming sooner rather than later. And that trailer has all the cursing, blood, action, mother trucking moon, uh, the said monkey named Splatter, a March 2023 release window, and the inexplicable Matthew McConaughey, Academy Award winning Matthew McConaughey, according to the trailer. That's <laughs> true. He has won an Academy Award. But Matthew McConaughey voicing Elvis. And I, I'm probably going to watch the show. You know what I mean? It's going to be going to be on Netflix. It's going to be animated. It's going to be fun. But I just, I, I question that choice of Matthew McConaughey. But maybe I'll watch the show and I'll be, I'll be all in for it. Doesn't sound like he's trying to do an Elvis voice. Just sounds like he's doing a version of his own voice. And I guess, all right, all right, all right. Like, you know, you're either in or you're out. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a fun show. And uh, I am a big fan of Elvis. And this is interesting. It's just strange. You know what I mean? And in the wild world of geekdom that we live, this is just another thing that exists. Next news is uh, Greg Berlanti apparently signed a TV deal with WB until 2027. Now, before you're like, oh, that means the DCU, the DCEW, it's, it's going to be a thing. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, he signed with Warner Brothers. Uh, there's a lot of interesting like divisions that are going on with Warner Brothers, especially under like Daenerys, uh, Daenerys uh, Zaslav. So we'll see. Uh, it sounds like he's maybe not that interested in continuing doing like the DC content. He's going to leave that into the world of James Gunn and whatnot. And maybe he's going to work on some other shows. Should be good stuff. Greg Berlanti has brought us so many amazing things that we've enjoyed besides like the DC content. And uh, yeah, it. it really it's uh it's a win for everybody i mean if if you like dawson's creek brothers and sisters everwood political animals riverdale chilling adventures of sabrina the show you any of his dc comic stuff like the arrowverse titans doom patrol i mean he's he's brought incredible stuff and it hasn't just been dc and i think ultimately uh there there's a lot of good stuff i mean he's uh he's had 10 different live action scripted television series airing on various networks and platforms at the same time and and also been involved with the film love simon and it's it's just rad. It's good to create a creative person, and I like I like that Warner Brothers is a uh, you know he's he's created so much content and so much revenue and so much buzz for for the WB and for DC. I like that they're they're being loyal to him and letting him uh, stick with his his creativity and and continuing on in the same same area so that's really really good news and i hope it spells great shows for all of us next is uh, paramount plus has greenlit an eight episode DD live action show a uh, pilot written and directed by red notices ross and marshall thurber we don't know much more other than this live action show is a separate universe and a separate thing than the the movie that's going to be coming out soon and uh for everybody that that loves the the ttrpg world and DD, hey d and so hot right now. Uh, next up, Angela Bassett did win the Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture Golden Globe for her Queen Raimunda performance uh, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And she's nominated for an Oscar, and uh, I hope she continues, and I hope she wins it. It's such a great performance, and I'm not going to say much more about it, because the very next episode of this podcast is me and Blue talking all about Wakanda Forever. And uh, Angela Bassett is just everything. She really shines. She steals the show in that movie, and she deserves all the accolades and all the acknowledgments, and good for her. Uh, next up, HBO did screen The Last of Us in some New York City theaters up ahead before that show dropped. I've only seen the first episode of it, have not played the game, uh, ten, not tangentially, but I, I know 
I know a bit about the game and the dystopia and everything, and I know a bit more from watching that first episode, but, you know, HBO all aboard, and it seems like the show's done really, really well for themselves. The next news, Christina Ricci is going to voice Harley Quinn in the newest Batman Spotify audio drama. It's going to be called Harley Quinn and the Joker Sound Mind. Seven episodes, and they started dropping on January 31st. So um, it's already available for you to listen to on Spotify. And if you like those, if you like that type of podcast and those audio dramas that, that include the content that you enjoy, <laughs> good news for yous. Indeed. Sweet, sweet sounds for your ear holes. I myself do not have Spotify. I know that there's a, a, a pay version and a free version. I've, I've not gone there. People think I'm crazy. Lots of people with their, their lists and, and everything, and I, I get it. I just don't listen to music all that much. I just listen to podcasts, and yes, I, I hear what you're saying. You can listen to podcasts through Spotify. I 100% can. I have an iPhone, and I can listen to podcasts through through Apple Podcasts, too. And uh, that's the way I've done it from the very, very beginning since I started, and I don't I don't have any need to go another way. Now, I appreciate it. If you're listening to this podcast right now on Spotify, hell to the yeah. I love that Anchor does all that distribution and gets it out to as many places for people to listen to it. And I think that's wonderful. And if you are listening and you already do the Spotify thing, then this uh, audio drama is 100% available to you. And um, it, do, it does make me interested. I know that there was a Wolverine podcast. There's been other Batman stuff. Makes me interested to go go and find it. But for now, I, I don't have the need. I know a Marshall Daniel probably listen to it. And I'll be interested uh, when he does listen if he tells me how it is. But really cool. Christina Ricci getting to do a voice in the in the Batman universe for this. Sweet. Uh, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur had a trailer. Uh, it's such a neat comic booky animation style with savvy kiddo stuff for young audiences uh, but family and heart and a freaking dinosaur <laughs> i'm ready for these lower east side adventures and watching it with my boys the moon girl magic starts february 10th on the disney channel uh which is like in one day from recording right now it is the 9th of february and then february 15th drops on disney plus and i think that is when uh, i'll be watching it both of the boys the eight-year-old and the three-year-old have shown interest in this so i am very excited to share that with both of them next up we got john wick director chad stahelski is gonna helm apparently a rainbow six movie with michael b jordan apparently this is a sequel to without remorse which was another john clancy adaptation which was done in 2021 which i did not see uh jordan will reprise his navy seal cia operative character john clark and had no clue that it even was a thing uh if you're like me then uh find where you can stream it i didn't do the research to find out where you can stream it but hey you get another movie and it's going to be rainbow six and and john clancy you know he's written a lot of books that have have been adapted in in different ways shapes and forms uh video games uh i think maybe television but definitely movies and uh his work will continue to be adapted especially those uh prolific authors like clancy and stephen king and whatnot that have done so much lots of lots of fodder uh, for, for, I don't want to say people that aren't creative, but people that want to be creative using other people's creativity to uh, springboard off of. Danny also dropped the Animaniacs Season 3 trailer. This drops February 17th on Hulu. The boys also big fans of Animaniacs. I was I was really, really stoked. Uh, interested in the Animaniacs, especially with 8-year-old. Really, really liking it. And uh, yeah, we're getting that third season. And it's just lovely and wonderful. The Yakko Wacko and Dot and Pinky and the Brain still rocking, coming out with new content. And the trailer was good, and I'm looking forward to, to this animated on hulu coming up next animated that <laughs> not in a million years did i think was gonna was gonna come out in 2023 biker mice from mars 
Uh, it's going to be a TV show, and it's going to be toys. Man, this is this is a blast from the past, from 1993. But hey, uh, if if that was your jam, I think I, I, I know of the show, but 1993, I was a little too old. I was aging out of watching all these cartoons. But this is definitely uh, something that I've, I've heard Blue and Marshall Danny talk about. And uh, yeah, and they're doing the toys, because of course, a lot of cartoons are about that merchandising. Merchandising! So <laughs> if you loved it when you were young, it's coming back good news for you uh there was a poster for scream 6 which did show ghostface apparently scream 6 is going to be in new york city so no longer in a sleepy little town with ghostface now we're going we're going urban and and who knows what that'll bring to the franchise and uh people seem to like that fifth scream movie and we're getting a sixth one and uh if, if you're really excited by that cool i'm excited for you uh i have i don't think i've seen a scream movie past the third one uh, so I'm, I'm too behind. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I may catch it at some point, but there's lots of content to keep up with. And uh, unless there's a lot of free time, even, even with the coronavirus and having like 10 days where I couldn't go to work, I caught up on some stuff, uh, but I did not watch as much. In fact, I found myself actually reading a book and also just like trying to recover from a stupid illness. Uh, but yeah. Uh, who knows where in the future if there'll be a moment to catch up on the stuff. Rest assured, if I do, you will know. Uh, next up, Matt Reeves is developing a Buster Keaton show starring Rami Malek. Wow. He's a he's a busy fella doing the Batman stuff and, and whatever spinoff content he's going to be doing in DC Elseworlds. And at the same time, going to be doing a show about Buster Keaton. And uh, if you don't know who Buster Keaton is, what, what are you doing? Uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of cinematic lover are you? <laughs> no, for, for real. Buster Keaton, like one of the, the greatest actor slash directors of like Hollywood history. Uh, coming up in the silent film era. Uh, a cinematic masterpiece. The general that, you know, everybody says like Cinema Kane, one of the best movies ever made. Well, Orson Welles thought that Buster Keaton's The General was one of the best films ever made. Which should say something to you. But known for, for dramatic stunts, acting, directing, just amazing. And, and at the same time as like Charlie Chaplin taking the world by storm, Buster Keen was doing the same. And I think doing a show about him is uh, really interesting and could be quite fascinating. And uh, I'm, I'm here for it. It'll, it'll be exciting and being a show, it's going to have all sorts of stuff. So there you go find out more as more information comes uh next up from danny marshall danny stephen king's the boogeyman film gets a theatrical release uh versus a streaming debut on hulu at first it was just going to be a film on there um i I wonder if this sort of comes from how good prey was and how how much people talked about that film where they're like well let's not bury this on on streaming let's actually like get out in theaters and then it can be on hulu later you know what i mean it's really cool news and hot dog the trailer that that uh, Danny dropped for this uh, June 2nd movie was terrifying. It has been a while since I hid my eyes uh, watching just the trailer. Uh, but yeah, it looks spooky as hell. I don't know if I'm checking out theaters because I don't I don't like to be scared that much. Uh, but my huge takeaway is that the Stephen king assance continues because Boogeyman is just one of several Stephen King theatrical ad- adaptations currently in the work. Buried in this article is the news that there's others. Salem's Lot, which comes out this year. A prequel to Pet Cemetery from a Buick 8 with a King alum Thomas James, uh, Blumhouses doing a Christine movie and The Running Man, which is supposed to be directed by Edgar Wright. On the television side, the Duffer Brothers, famous for Stranger Things, are currently working on an adaptation of King's The Talisman uh, that he they wrote with Peter Straub, um, and Stephen King and Netflix are involved in that. And then Mike Flanagan, who is uh, the person that adapted uh, Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep, which are both great adaptations of Stephen King, is apparently developing the author's Dark Tower series for Amazon Prime. Holy hell, if they could 
do justice to a, a Dark Tower series and have it be a series on Amazon. Um, Rings of who? Power of what? That that that'll be nothing. It'll it'll be everything. And it's really, really exciting. I, uh, I I celebrate the work of Stephen King, and uh, oh man, just that Dark Tower news alone has me has me going. But you know, his work is good. It sparks imaginations. It makes people feel things, and uh, thankfully, it is still continuing to be adapted. Some really good, some not so much. But uh, you know what I mean. If uh, if you concentrate on the wins, uh, the losses can just slide on by. Danny also posted Cobra Kai is going to end after season six. So we have the fifth season. We're going to get the sixth season and that's going to wrap up everything. And you know, it's a bummer because Cobra Kai is a cool show. I am behind an entire season, but uh, me and Heather have enjoyed every moment of it much more than we felt we had any right to. And uh, I, I think that's that's fine. You know what I mean? It, it's gotten different and interesting. Uh, some people have fallen off the bandwagon as the show continued. I am curious to see how they wrap it all up uh from from what three karate kid movies four if you include uh the the hillary swank one and five if you include uh i, I want to be careful about saying will smith's son's name <laughs> because anytime you get any of his family members in your mouth you might get slapped but um yeah it, five movies if you will become six seasons of a show on netflix wow 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 and wow uh next news morbius was nominated for awards yeah award razzies five razzies to be specific worst picture worst actor worst director worst supporting actress worst screenplay <laughs> friends stop punching that poor movie I, I i still submit that if that that movie had come out uh 10 years prior 15 years prior people would feel different about it but you know uh there's there's a glut of superhero and comic book content and there is a lot of it that is really really incredibly good so if your movie's not up to that mark yeah it, it could be a problem and uh you know sony has has not yet given me a uh one of their their spidey verse without spider-man movies where i was just like wow that was amazing and uh you know that that we shall see. They're going to keep doing stuff. They're, they're working on stuff with Amazon. So time will tell. But um, after that Morbius movie, I'm sure there were some people like, maybe we should just stop. And uh, if that was the last one, the answer would be yes, indeed. You should stop. Uh, so, yeah, the Razzies. The problem with the Razzies is uh, they go after everybody. And I think in this this most recent round of nominations, after it went after some child actors. And that sucks. Leave kids alone. Uh, but, you know, who really gives a crap about the Razzies? It's just you can have an article when they come out. And then no, nobody talks about it afterwards. Uh, so there we go. We're done talking about it. Uh, there's going to be apparently a live action Hot Wheels movie. It's a go from Hasbro and Bad Robot, which, <laughs> wow, JJ, uh, you're, you're really getting into this Mattel world. Uh, Hot Wheels, how the F is that going to be a movie? Uh, didn't they make that movie? It's called Fast and the Furious. Uh, and there's like 10 of them, right? <laughs> it's all about family. But uh, we'll we'll see. Buried in the article is also that there's projects for American Girl. Okay, movies about the dolls. Barney, no, thank you. Magic 8-Ball, <laughs> I don't even know, but that probably could actually be a really good movie because it's such a dumb idea to make one. Major Matt Max and who? Matchbox, isn't that the same as Hot Wheels? Oh, they're going to fight. They'll fight in the sequel. Matchbox versus Hot Wheels. It's going to be hot and it's going to be boxy. Uh, Masters of the Universe, of course, that's that's great. They need to do that. Polly Pocket, I'm sure that could be fun. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I'm pretty sure uh, Liam Neeson was in a movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list of things to watch, but they made a Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie and they called it something else. Uh, Thomas and Friends, so get some tank action, tank train action. If it's animated, kids like it. My boys like Thomas. Uh, Uno, <laughs> no clue. Viewmaster, once again, probably Magic Eight Ball. It's in the trilogy. And Wishbone, I don't know what it is, but Mattel 
all in for for taking their toys and making projects and uh, apparently they need more stuff to get people to buy these things i don't know but hot wheels uh being the first of that that batch of wildness and uh sure yeah okay uh superman and lois has cast michael cudlitz as lex luther uh you know without without the mustache and hair from walking dead i uh i think this uh actually is really really cool freaking casting I mean, I first came to know the actor from when he was in Band of Brothers, but uh, looking at his IMDb, he was in 90210 back in the day and has done a, a lot of television stuff, including uh, Bones and Young Sheldon. And uh, I, I think I can really see him playing a very interesting Lex Luthor. I very, very much enjoy that Superman and Lois show, so I'm excited for it. You know, that's going to come out next next month, starting in March, and, and excitement. I can't can't wait to see what, what, the, what new dynamic this is going to bring to married Superman and Lois and their kids uh, with uh, Superman's ultimate big bad coming around. Should be great. Uh, John Williams has become the oldest Oscar nominee at age 90 with his score for The Fablemans. It's his 53rd nomination. Holy hell, he's won quite a few and uh you know there's been news he's gonna retire but apparently he sort of like reeled back on that like everybody likes my stuff maybe i'm not retired maybe i'll keep doing music and he, he said if steven spielberg wants a score he's gonna write it and steven spielberg by, by all accounts is not done making movies so uh, we shall see uh, i sort of like the the little romance of him doing the indie scores his very last thing but you know he is entitled to work for as long as he wants and if it keeps him alive and keeps good music in our ears good news for all of us uh, the next news is, you know, whenever we do, there's always a little bit of sadness. And there's a couple moments here in the podcast, but a rest in peace for Dr. Lord Morissette Jr. And if you don't know who that is, honestly, I didn't know who he was until Danny posted it. But co-creator of Sesame Street at age 93, like, found a way to to take, like, child learning and, and create an iconic television show that so many people across so many different generations has watched. Wow. What a bucket of win. And thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, sir, for your contribution to uh, childhoods everywhere and to humanity. Yeah, cause Sesame Street does just teach us just to be basic good people, and that's an important thing in the world today. In other news, uh, somebody who, who's not up to the, the golden standard of Dr. Lloyd Morissette Jr., Justin Roiland has been fired from Adult Swim. Uh, it is among domestic violence charges. Uh, basically, his, his voices in Rick and Morty, which are the voices of Rick and Morty, are going to be recast. Uh, they're not even halfway through the 70-episode renewal, uh, which was there, so that it might it might explain why they didn't just cancel the show, you know, because there's a contract and a lot more content they want to come out. Who knows if the show's going to be as good without him but you have to support there being consequences for criminal behavior like you you have to um you know well i guess you don't have to but uh to me if if, if it's proven in a court of law that you actually did something wrong without a shadow of a doubt you know there there has to be consequences for that i i think i am just glad that rick and morty is not one of those geekdoms that defines me because i think this really will end up being a, a big change uh for me i think along the lines of like apu nahasa puma pedalon and uh dr hibbert being done by different voices am i still enjoying the simpsons today yes but when those characters come on it's it's different and i'm not saying it's bad different it just is different those those characters uh apu actually really being sidelined and not really around at all uh but you know i i celebrate 
uh, having a more authentic voice. I also celebrate the fact that Apu and, and Dr. Hibbert aren't uh, the title characters of The Simpsons, and that's not the case for Rick and Morty. Only time will tell what this all means. But if you're looking for other animated that has good news, Critical Role has announced a Mighty Nine spinoff animated series. Now, I had no idea what this was. I saw the images and I'm like, oh, are those are those the characters that uh, you know came out with with the, the second season of uh, of uh, the the legend of Vox machina and apparently no it's uh they have different campaigns the critical role cats and uh the vox machina was the first campaign they did and mighty nine is a different campaign that they did so uh they're just taking these these wonderful moments and there, there's precedent for this just from a DD group creating dragonlance novels so i i enjoy the the vox machina show and uh hopefully that means we're gonna get another really good show for everybody to enjoy good news uh in the in the DD being so high right now uh the simpsons family guy and bob's burgers have all been renewed for two seasons each uh that means the simpsons is gonna get 35 and 36 uh family guy is gonna get seasons 22 and 23 and bob's burgers is getting season 14 and 15 and i like that even with fox being under the disney umbrella now they're still allowing these great animated shows to continue and all three of them good in their own rights of those three the simpsons and bob's burgers are the ones that i enjoy more uh but there's lots of people that really really love family guy and i won't take that away from them if you enjoy it then good news for you this doesn't have to be like relegated to adult swim and getting more content that way get to get to do it on the original you know network that that, that spawned them and uh get continuations for all of those animated families and from show life to show death uh the next news from danny is that doom patrol and titans are both over after their fourth seasons i mean there is some good news in there that the producers saw the writing on the wall so they made sure both shows end on conclusive notes and before you all get mad at james gunn and peter saffron i've read plenty of articles and comments from james gunn himself that this end was in place before they took over it does make sense with all the big plans from dcu but it, it does not make it stink any less i really love the uncouth craziness of doom patrol and i wish there was a way to keep that show uh titans can go especially because those characters can exist in the new regime in some other ways uh but i'm not sure how the doom patrol can continue although james gunn is all about some weird kooky craziness so who knows don't give up hope yet uh but yeah, speaking of this big DC Universe news, we're not done. We're, we're going to be getting to some more soon in another thing that Danny dropped. But first, he dropped the news that The Last of Us was renewed for a second season. It was renewed after only two episodes that aired on HBO. Uh, the only show apparently with more views for HBO so far is House of the Dragon. So this show is huge business for HBO and its streaming service. Um, I Like I said, I've only gotten a chance to see the first episode of it. There's four episodes out as I record, but I'm going to catch up soon. Me and Heather watched it. She enjoyed it, so we're definitely going to get to it. And hopefully, uh, I want to avoid spoilers as much as possible. I know that people were pretty wild by the third episode. I actually like listened to a podcast today where sort of, they didn't completely spoil anything, but, uh, you know, they I, I know a bit more than I would have liked to know, but that's fine. So we'll watch it with Heather. She won't know the things. I won't spoil it for her, and we'll get to enjoy it together. And uh, seems everybody's enjoying the last of us and uh the, the first game equals the first season apparently the next game equals the next season and uh people seem to really enjoy both those games so yeah win for us and just based off that first episode i am eager 
to watch more. Now the news, a UK plastic surgeon used the Greek golden ratio of beauty, which mathematically measures physical perfection, and used that to declare Chris Hemsworth the second most handsome actor in the world. Uh, this is behind Bridgerton's Rene Jean Page. Apparently uh, the, the winner is 93.65% perfect using the ratio, and the Meef himself is only 93.53%, followed by Michael B. Jordan at 93.46%. Uh, there was a top 10. Notables within that, Robert Pattinson, Chris Evans, George Clooney, and Dwayne Johnson. Although of, of all those names, I was like, George Clooney's just like perfect. He's like like literally like a, a Greek Adonis, like carved out of flesh. Uh, Dwayne Johnson being all this, I don't think he's an unattractive man, but I'm just like, he's got physical perfection. Honestly, why? Why are we using the Greek golden ratio of perfection in this day and age? I'm with Danny. I call shenanigans. The second you combine plastic surgery with archaic conceptions of beauty from the ancient Greeks, I'm going to poo-poo all over its face, neck, and chest. Uh, That said... All of the men on the list are dreamy, and it is not fair that they stole all the good looks good looks from schlubs like us. Uh, but I have to question the data pool. Uh, I do question a Brit picking another Brit over an Aussie. Uh, Paige is definitely no uggo, like the guy from Bridgerton. He is a very, very attractive man in his own right, but my subjective opinion of beautifulness places many more above him, and my main man, Meef, is no exception. The next news is going to be a live-action How to Train Your Dragon movie. It may be in the works from Dean Dubois. Uh, I don't I don't know who's doing it, but Dean Dubois is who brought us the animated. So yeah, why not? That's a that's a thing. They take cartoons, they make live actions, and maybe they're good. Uh, Danny did post the Boogeyman trailer. Like I said, it's freaking scary. Uh, you can check it out there on the Laugh at a Fuzzball's Facebook group, plug plug plug, or check it out on the TubeU or wherever you watch trailers. Oh, through the fingers, watching it, freaking scary. Other news: Netflix has announced their One Piece live action is setting sail in 2023 uh the manga that most people who read manga or watch anime will be like don't start with one piece oh my god it's an investment uh it's gonna be doing a live action only time will tell if the the same investment is necessary but pirates and mystical fantastical settings and could be a lot of fun uh so next up for real uh doing all the guest episodes has led to a whole mega news dump for the solo episode and the following news probably should just be its own episode of the podcast and i'm not sure that it won't be at some point uh but alas that's not how it shakes out so uh we're just gonna get to some crazy news that danny posted actually he posted three separate posts uh and it's all about james gunn's reveal of chapter one of the new dcu gods and monsters so if i was going to concisely wrap up um what is a huge batch of content starting in 2025 basically uh the movies that you know about shazam 2 um they're not going to pay extra to see it speedster movie which will serve as a big reset blue beetle aquaman 2 are all happening and then chapter one starts with superman legacy with the date july 11th 2025 written by gun uh, and then it's going to proceed across tv and films said films the authority batman the brave and the bold supergirl woman of tomorrow uh and then freaking swamp thing <laughs> swamp thing uh, the series are going to be an animated creature commandos show which is apparently also run by james gunn and then a live action waller show continuing off of peacemaker paradise lost lanterns booster gold the goal is for two shows and movies a year 
Um, and then if you're wondering, like, what about the whole news about DC Elseworlds? That's the thing. It's going to continue. And that's where we get the Batman Part 2 on October 3rd, 2025. And Jokey, Jokey, the folly of making two. Or Joker, folly I do. October 4th of 2024. Teen Titans Go gets to continue as a wonderful animated. And then J.J. Uh, Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates, Black Superman are still things apparently too in that DC Elseworlds thing. It's just wild. The authority... Uh, like I said, I probably should do an entire podcast where we talk more about it. But that that gives me such Guardians of the Galaxy flavor, as does Creature Commando. Uh, doing Batman the Brave and the Bull with Damian Wayne, brave, great. Super curious about the Superman movie. You know, if you want the DC Universe to exist and uh, to make sense, you have to do right by Superman. You really do. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, probably based off the most recent source material with Tom King's run on Supergirl, could be really, really great. Forget Swamp Thing. Like, <laughs> I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. Just getting a Swamp Thing movie. Uh, I think uh, doing a Game of Thrones-esque prequel on Themyscira with Amazons in Paradise Lost. Really cool. Lanterns, they said it's true detective-esque with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Booster Gold? Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> Blue and Gold, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold. Oh, please and thank you. Booster Gold, the most, the, the best superhero that you've never heard of. And um, it, it, it could all be really really cool their goal is to have one universe clearly on a roadmap allowing for other projects uh the other projects that will be clearly identified as being apart from the main story i mean three out of five of the movies apparently already have talks ongoing with directors this is just the beginning the first chapter of an eight to ten year plan uh which will be broken over two chapters so we get the first five years if it's two movies or a movie and a show every year we already know what the first five years are and then we'll we'll find out what we're gonna get for the next five at some point but we we not necessarily have seen even everything from the first part um but uh wow five five years of content all really really cool stuff and i mean james gunn is is well known for his candid online comments and for responding people and uh he's he's had things to say where he's been very clear that he thought the previous dc strategy was was fucked up you know and and a mess and a hodgepodge and how that his goal is to to be much more clear and and with a plan with the content that drops of course you look at all those names like how, how possibly good you have it's all in whatever james gunn and peter saffron's plan with gods and monsters and uh yeah lots of lots of stuff that you would expect with batman and superman uh but lots of other stuff that you're like wow this this could be really really interesting i mean james gunn was very candid as well just saying that henry cavill was dicked over by previous leadership and you you have to appreciate uh you know a ceo that that's you know seems at least very transparent on on a good amount of stuff that people aren't always transparent danny also dropped the news you know within all this james gunn has promised that superman and lois is going to get more season uh that is something considering i did read recently that the show costs like five million dollars per episode but i'm excited that james gunn and peter saffron think enough of the show to let it get one or two more seasons and a quote from james gunn is quote it's a show everybody likes so it's going to keep going for a little bit end quote and thank you, James Gunn. Let us get one or two more seasons and and enjoy this this great Superman show that exists. Um, and you know, two more seasons that means it gets to exist and it gets to be done right before he does his own Superman show. Hmm, that makes sense completely in this world. Uh, but you know, this this is all stuff that that can be talked more in depth later in the future, and we shall see if we get to all of it. There's a lot of things that I would like to talk about. Uh, this being one of them. But yeah, lots of lots of cool content, and because I want this not to be the longest news episode in the world i'll just leave it all that of all the stuff that was mentioned swamp thing uh curiosity about the authority curiosity about creature commandos 
hoping for one hell of a Superman movie. And uh, the rest of it all sounds cool and interesting. Uh, so there you go. Next up for news from Danny, Night of the Living Dead is getting a scripted 24-episode podcast called The Dead. Hey, these scripted podcasts, they're, they're a thing. And... Uh, very very interesting hopefully it is good hit monkey was renewed for a second season on hulu i really really enjoyed that first season of hit monkey but i never expected that they would they would give us more and i'm so excited that we are going to get more righteous so much good content being announced for hulu uh disney really leaning into making sure that streamer remains competitive and uh does it have as much content as all the others no, it sure doesn't. But it has a lot of television that you can watch the next day. So, you know, that's not too shabby. You can get it in a bundle with ESPN and Disney. And, and of course, it's going to cost you decades. But, uh, you know, lots of lots of content for everybody to enjoy. And it does allow Disney to have a place for more adult content, including adult Marvel content with Hitmonkey. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, apparently, Amazon is finalizing the deal for a TV adaptation of Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips' criminal comic. I've never read the comic. Uh, I've seen image images. It looks cool, but not having read the comic, I can't say much more than if if you like that comic. Cool, good news, and absolutely, I watch all this comic adaptation stuff that drops on the streamers and and on the telly. So uh, I will most likely be checking it out. And it seemed like Danny was really excited for it. So cool. Good news for all of us. Uh, in, in bad news, apparently Netflix is doing a real world Squid Game competition show. And if you watch a Squid Game show, why, why in the world would you do that? And apparently it's just a nightmare and there's injuries and whatnot. And I don't even know, like, it just seems like such a, a dumb idea. So hey way to go netflix <laughs> real world but nobody's dying so fine nobody's dying but uh it just seems like a bad idea and a, and a train wreck and it's gonna be on netflix and people are gonna watch it and talk about it and i guess not since tiger king i'm gonna get uh, a big complete train wreck to watch on on the on whatever screen you watch netflix uh mayfair witches has been renewed for a second season by amc me and Heather are current, caught up, thoroughly enjoying the piss out of the show. Good news for all of us. Uh, Liam Neeson has come out and said that he's done playing Qui-Gon. He says he's lost track of Star Wars with all the content that is out. Uh, but, you know, he was so eager to come back for Kenobi. And uh, if they find the right project, <laughs> he'll probably be back. Who knows? They'll, they'll back up that Brink's truck of money and he'll come back. But, uh, but if he's done... Thank you for what you brought to the Star Wars universe so far. And a uh, couple more things from Danny. Uh, more recent, like as of like posting today. History of the World Part 2 trailer. This comes out March 6th on Hulu. They'll do two episodes daily until all episodes are out. Event television. <laughs> Murderers Row of Funny Collaborators. The trailer is funny. Uh, it is more modern. So, you know, if you're like, oh, it's going to be just like part one. No, it's probably going to be different. Uh, but keeping the same spirit and Mel Gibson, or not Mel Gibson, <laughs> we don't want him involved. Mel Brooks is involved in the in the show. And uh, I, I recommend looking at the article or looking it up online to see how many freaking people are invited uh, or not invited or were invited, but are involved with the show, including Taika Waititi, which uh, him is Sigma Freud. So good. Thank you. <laughs> that alone makes Makes me want to see at least that portion of it. Uh, Spider-Man Noir is getting a live action from Amazon. Uh, interestingly, apparently it's not going to feature a 1930s version of Peter Parker, although no word has come out about who the main character would be. Uh, not really much else to report on it, but this does add to the Silk Spider Society show that Amazon is doing. Uh, their full tilt on their partnership with Sony to do these Spider-Verse shows. Really no release windows for either of those projects. 
Uh, before we know it, we're going to have more news and casting, and uh, then the shows will be available to watch. And um, what a world. I, I just hope that, uh, you know, with all the spider content coming out, it doesn't it doesn't fall into, like, the comics when it's just like, there's too many spider people. And uh, at times, there have been. But we're going to transition away from the 39 different news things that, that Danny gave us. Thanks, Marshall. <laughs> semi-official news mofo and and over uh to uh to all the content from from other people and and namely from yours truly i've got 16 news things that i dropped myself not as many as danny but at least uh not not exactly half as many as danny either but 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 news that i dropped myself and then you know there's there's one from another contributor and then and then of course there's there's all other stuff and i don't even know at this time if my voice is going to hold out for me to get to it but there's like nine star wars things and then 25 other things that didn't get dropped on the on the fantabulous fuzzballs focus but we're gonna get into it and i think at this point just because i already know we're we're coming up on the 50 minute mark of this podcast we're gonna get a little more fire hosey it's gonna get a little bit faster but we'll just get into it starting with news for me the new ant-man and the wasp quantumania trailer what can I say? Um, it comes out next week. I am so hyped. Uh, I just, I just need this week to go by so that I can see King, Scott Lang, Modoc, Bill Murray things in the theater celebrating the Marshall's birthday. Uh, the Flash season nine had a trailer. This does. It actually uh, started last night. The very first episode. Barry wants to see the future. Iris doesn't. New rogues, including Captain Boomerang and a new time traveling speedster, uh, do the running thing one last time. And I'm so ready to cry and wow and enjoy the show's final run. Read articles about Arrow, Kid Flash, Bloodwork coming back, and then I saw um, that uh, the the non-hairy version of Thon, Eddie Thon from the very first season, Barry's daughter Impulse. They're all going to be back, and I am just here for this show. Uh, Disney apparently is going to unveil their own version of Alexa with the voices of Fozzie Bear, Animal, Groot, Mickey, Minnie, Olaf, Mater, Dory. It's called Disney's Magical Assistant. And uh, while I don't don't really use Alexa or Siri or any of that stuff in, in any regular way, having Fozzie Bear as my magical assistant, I don't know. <laughs> that could get me, you know. Uh, Fozzie, uh, who was the actor that portrayed uh, T'Challa in uh, Waka Waka? Chadwick Boseman! <laughs> and I have no idea how they make this happen. Uh, I think Groot would be the worst Disney's magical assistant. You're like, what was this? I am Groot. Thanks, Groot. Appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting. And um, yeah, when when the AI overlords take over, at least if I get to hear the Muppets, I'll I'll be happy while it happens. Uh, John Carpenter, if you didn't see, suggested that a Dead Space movie is in development. This comes from that's a, a project that he would like to do. Uh, somebody asked him about it, and he's like, "No, I'm not working on that." But I, I think somebody else is. So uh, no more news on that. But if you like that Dead Space game. Uh, apparently there might be a movie in development. The Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. What a damn good trailer that I was pleasantly surprised to catch while watching some sports ball on a Monday night. Uh, really good looking shots. Continuous in the story that I have thoroughly enjoyed. Mandalorians, action, new planets, returning characters, and did I mention just some damn pretty cinematic shots. I mean, heck, there's even a droid bar. Uh, some straight up deaths. This is seriously the way... March 1st is less than a month away. Oh, excitement. I did also post uh, Roman created a Psylop Squadron t-shirt. If you don't know anything about the Psylop, uh, it is a card worth zero in the Sabacc deck. Uh, it is Corellian for idiot, and uh, it's just a really cool design and wanted to show Roman some love. He's done so much hard work for us creating designs 
of of our own for this podcast on tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash dash fuzzball. So uh, shout out to Roman. He has his own creator-owned store on tpublic. Uh, check it out and support uh, one of our, our number one devotees. I know when I have some extra ducats, I'm definitely going to be buying one of these shirts. And uh, Roman's tpublic is R-O-M underscore C-A-M underscore art. A-R-T. So uh, definitely you can check it out or you can just look up Silop Squadron. He's got some some really cool designs. Uh, not, not a ton, but he's working on it. And uh, I 100% fully in support. If you want to consider it, it's an unofficial sponsor of the podcast where uh, he's paid me through all of his hard work and artistic talent that he's contributed to me. So uh, shout out to you, Roman. And uh, I like that. I like that design very, very much next up uh zach snyder's rebel moon is going to be on netflix december 22nd of this year 2023 we're going to get to see what zach snyder's idea was for making star wars but not in star wars in what he imagines to be his own universe and um i'm really really excited i can't wait to see it everything i've seen from it is really really cool so and we don't have december 22nd as much as i hate saying it it's going to be here before we know it uh michael giacchino is going to be directing a remake of them he was uh he's the amazingly talented uh composer who's done the score for many many things that you've enjoyed including the incredibles and up and rogue one but uh, yeah, he's gonna. He got to direct Werewolf by Night, and now he's gonna get to direct a sci-fi classic, which is one of my mother's favorite movies. She will tell you it is her favorite movie about uh, giant ants, courtesy of some radiation. And uh, the original movie is campy and fun. But uh, I think uh, I'm all here for for Giacchino doing uh, whatever his remake is of this of this classic. I think enough time has gone by to get a new version of it. Hood be very very cool could also be a, a b-movie quality like lava lantula <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing either we shall see as time goes i dropped a video of clowns from killer or a video of the clowns from the killer clowns from outer space the game uh early 2023 is when this game dropped and the designs look great i uh, i love that cult classic it's one of one of my favorites uh, i don't know if it makes my top 10 but i definitely very very much have a lot of love for killer clowns one of my favorite things that's been bought for me was when blue took a florida vacation he went to not hollywood horror nights but uh, i guess orlando horror nights at a universal orlando they had killer clown stuff and he brought me a badass killer clown shirt that i very very much like wearing especially because the killer clown shirt i had before wore out so it gave me a new shirt to keep in the rotation and uh yeah this video game looks really really cool and uh hopefully it's as as good as it looks uh i did drop the new DD honor among thieves trailer this comes out march of this year uh no new story but hot dog does it look fun lots of cool images fantasy goodness plus comedy and action and chris pine and i'm ready to see this movie i'm really hoping that i can see this movie with uh the earl of blueberry benjamin blue for blue the fourth that's uh sort of my pie in the sky what i hope uh kevin feige did discuss supposed superhero fatigue it's worth uh looking it up or reading the article on the laugh it up fuzzballs facebook group plug 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 but the the long and short is uh he doesn't doesn't think there is superhero fatigue and i also know the same thing and i like the way he he put it to 
Are you, are you tired of, of movies about books? Because comic books are some really, really great source material. Nobody's tired of movies based on books yet. Nobody's tired of movies based on video games. Nobody is tired of uh, movies based on comic books. Uh, at some point, you know, a superhero uh, cinema is a genre of its own. And, you know, people will point out, you know, westerns and musicals and whatnot, like having their rise and their falls. But, like, so, so far, so good for the for the superhero world. Even with uh, with some movies like Morbius, you know what I mean? It continues. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't worry about superhero fatigue. Just enjoy what you get while you get it. You know what I mean? Is is my advice. But you know, take that take that however you want to take it. Next up, Shazam: Fury of the Gods had a second official trailer, a very different trailer from the first. But boy, this this really does look like a lot of fun. Looks actiony, looks magicy, and like something I certainly will enjoy seeing next month, uh, March seventeenth, when it comes out. Uh, I would have to support this movie if for no other reason than my friend Haley's baby sis is Mary Marvel. But I, I really dug the first movie, and I want to see the Marvel family against some gods and dragons and more in March, which which. I've said before is definitely right around the corner. Uh, if you did not hear Scott Lang's best-selling book from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it's a real thing. You saw it in the trailer, uh, but it, the, the actual book will be available on September 5th. So if you want something super meta in your life after you enjoy the third Ant-Man movie, you can for real look out for the little guy. Uh, it is real. It is available for pre-order on Disney Books. So weird, but also wonderful. Uh, post an article about TMT, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Comics, have a new turtle team. Uh, props to Omer for providing extra details uh, about this last Ronin storyline. That it's more of a what-if Elseworld story. But definitely take a dive into the article if you want to see the new team of teenage heroes in a half shell. Uh, I still think it's weird that we live in a world where Leo, Donnie, Mikey, and Raph aren't the fab ninja four but i've heard people uh say that the the comics remain real good uh even though it's just eastman and not eastman and laird anymore but it it could be something to check out if you want more tmnt in your life uh danny is right in 15 years people might be comparing the different teams in the tmnt verse uh, and our OG Turtle team will essentially be like the first team of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, yeah, I just, I like that there's more Turtle comics. And uh, hopefully it's not just my generation that's enjoying it, that they're reaching new audiences. One of the things I posted that I'm so excited about, King of the Hill is getting a revival. Uh, it is ordered straight to series but on Hulu with the original voice cast returning. Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, executive producing. It it was 13 seasons on Fox, which is uh, right at the number that Bob's Burger was with uh, it getting more seasons. And um, 13 seasons is for an animated sitcom is impressive to begin with. But I'm so curious what the gang from Arlen, Texas is going to get up to juxtaposed against the current world that we live in. And uh, I'm like literally looking at my arm where I have a tattoo of Bobby Hill. And not because I'm that huge of a King of the Hill fan, but because that character very much reminded a lot of us of my friend that passed away, Sean, that my son is named after. So <laughs> if for nothing else than more Bobby Hill, I celebrate this. Uh, but there's so many more reasons. I think this could be a lot of fun. Uh, and like I said, Hulu finding ways to be competitive and create content for people to be interested in. And we're just talking about the geek content here on the on the podcast. I'm sure there is much more uh in news that would have passed me by completely if not for other podcasts i listen to james mingold is already apparently in talks 
to direct Swamp Thing. He has provided his calendar to DC Studios. Uh, and it is crazy that the news of this came out on The Hollywood Reporter and then, you know, verified by like Deadline and Variety. Within 24 hours of James Gunn's big Gods and Monsters reveal, and then, and collectively, us as Fuzzballs somehow missed it. I'm so thankful for news how Mark Bernardin on The Black Man Beyond, yeah, his version, solo version of the Fat Man Beyond podcast, for making sure that this sweet, swampy news did not miss mine ears and eyes and now it hasn't missed yours either and the last little thing from the fantabulous fuzzballs focus not news for me uh the one thing jordan dropped the amazon released a really funny video announcing invincible season two we don't have an official date but we got to see uh two of the characters conversing in a diner and know that late 2023 we're getting the second season of invincible and hot dog that is really really good news uh amongst all the content that uh that is coming out in 2023 for all of us geeks i mean so much content that when me and danny decided to like do an episode all about the stuff that was coming out we were only able to get up to june because there's just so much freaking stuff and if you if you're wondering like what that episode episode 329 uh triumphant return of danny but six months of 2023 just the first six months and uh the 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 latter six months it's gonna have even more for all of us excitement but we're we're in transition we're away from fan tablets fuzzballs focus continuing the 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 increasing speed of the fire hose of news and getting into some other newsworthy stuff and uh to start us off we're gonna do the star wars news with let the wookie win our star wars corner and we'll talk about nine different star warsy things that i think are worth listening to as we pass the hour mark here on laughing up fuzzballs or no no just fuzzball yeah you know what i mean so in the star wars world there is there's a a, a good amount of cool stuff uh i talked about that mandalorian season three trailer but there was news about the directors so bryce dallas howard carl weathers rick famayua coming back which is really really good news did great episodes of those first two seasons of the mandalorian but newcomers lee isaac chung who uh, did something called minari that i haven't seen rachel morrison who directed mudbound and then peter ramsey who did directing and into the spider-verse so they're bringing new blood in uh and people that have done things that a lot of people have liked and i think that's good news for all of us uh i did think it was funny that the mando trailer did upset fans that never watched the book of boba fett but like wait grogu i thought burp go boba girl and you know we've spoiled it on the podcast uh so i guess we we could say it if, you, if you're unfamiliar with what's going down in the mandalorian uh skip ahead if you need to but you know grogu's back but uh all that information comes from from two two really three episodes the final three episodes of book of boba fett and you know uh, if you're you're into star wars stuff like you, you sort of just you gotta you gotta watch and i get it's hard to watch everything but if you're really really into star wars uh mandalorian's like your only sauce it's just disappointing because Book of Boba Fett literally is like a book in in the greater saga that is the Mandalorian and uh, whether you liked it or not all the Mandalorian stuff was really really freaking good so (laughs) you get more and good news for all of us Grogu's back sorry about that (laughs) you can be upset but uh maybe watch all the content at least the John Favreau stuff the next bit of Star Wars news is that the Galactic Star Cruiser is apparently offering deals for guests uh there's discounts for uh rebooking canceled cruises uh and you know there's there's a lot of conversation about the that you know Star Wars themed hotel in Orlando struggling I I don't know if it is struggling uh but I still desperately wish I could go uh alas $5,000 
$1,000 is still too steep a price point for me at my current point in life. Uh, but it, if it continues in a long time, I could see myself very much going to it at some point. Everything I've heard just makes me so intrigued by it. I know that that's that's good news for people if it's it's going to be a little less expensive, although it is still still for some people with some rich blood. Uh, Wikipedia added pronouns to Star Wars character profiles under their character descriptions. They point out that pronouns don't always reflect gender, mark it as a way of being more respectful, and I say heck yeah to the team behind that fandom site. Doing something cool, because it does not hurt anybody, uh, and if one or two or thousands or tens of thousands or even millions of star wars fans feel more included in the community by something as simple as including pronouns on character bios on a wikipedia site celebration excitement coolness uh poor daisy ridley anytime she is working on anything or talking to anybody she is going to be asked about are you coming back as ray hey hey daisy you know, you know that you do those three movies you did that jedi yeah ray skywalker you know that one yeah you coming home back you know, what, what do you think how you feel what you got? and there's every time she does any sort of interview there's some sort of article about it and i guess i am i am part of the problem by even discussing it in the first place but friends she's open to returning to ray uh if she gets a call uh since she's always looking for employment uh she's still connected to that star wars universe and uh, i hope someday she does get to return to that character and that is lovely and wonderful uh steph green who is one of the directors of book of boba fett that i mentioned she did episode two uh apparently she posted a credit for ahsoka on her social media and uh, people saw it and talked about it and then now it's gone so uh, we may actually know one of the uh, directors for Ahsoka and maybe one of the directors of Book of Boba Fett. And that episode two of Book of Boba Fett is my favorite of all of the episodes uh, with all the Tusken Raider stuff. So coolness. I hope this is a real thing. Uh, if you didn't watch Galaxy of Creatures on Star Wars Kids YouTube, uh, there not only a first season, a second season has started. Uh, the first season, we got the, the droid Airy studying Porgs, Banthas, Tukas, Minox, Nexu, Kwaki and Monkey Lizards, Charhounds, Wampas, Rancor, Tauntauns, for the Galactic Society of Creature Enthusiasts. Uh, and in Season 2, this adventurous droid is is right back with their expert tracking skills uh, to, to test and study lots more creatures. Uh, that first batch is like, great, they're real short. Star Wars kids, they're designed for the attention span of a small child. I have, I've watched them with my own youngling. They're really, really fun. And you learn like cute little things, things you may not know for these creatures. But now you get more for, so far, Eopies, Boglings. Uh, then they're going to have Puffer Pig and uh, go in the Kaminoan waters for the Cameradans. Uh, they're going to do Gundarks, Convor, Gurgilla, Kaibuk, Ice, Ice Spiders, Dianoga, uh, the Ordu, Moon Dragon, Gorgs. Oh, it's, it's really, really cute and great. And of course, it's all about selling the toys, but I do not care. Uh, coolness for all of us. Uh, another Star Wars news Jedi. S or Star Wars Jedi Survivor has added six weeks to the release plan for polishing the completed content. So the release date as of now, April 28th. So everybody was excited for it to be six weeks earlier. Sorry, but it's it's not a bad thing for them to polish it up and uh, just, uh, you know, do some bugs, playthroughs, all that. So cool. It's right around the corner for us. And then really, really cool news. Star Wars Visions season two is going to be one of our presents on may the 4th of this year nine shorts 
from Nine Studios uh, and not just Japanese animation houses. And uh, I think I, I think I was most excited by the fact that the animation studio behind Wallace and Gromit is actually one of one of the groups doing one of the Star Wars shorts. And it's it's really really freaking cool. I hope it I hope it's done in the same sort of animation style as Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run. Uh, so good news for all of us. But that's all the uh, all the Star Wars news. We're gonna switch on over to Flavor the Geek, and we're gonna uh, finish on up with, with the last little bit of news stories. 25 more items can we do it i think we can i think we can friends we we can do it i believe in us i believe in me i believe in you but uh we're not gonna get there unless i start talking isn't that right all right the fire hose is getting opened even further because we need to finish this solo episode all right we start off with a little bit more sad news and i said we're opening the fire hose uh, to go real fast, but I don't, I don't want to just pay lip service uh, to this next one. We have one more RIP to do for the podcast, and a rest in peace to Annie Wershing, age forty-five. Fuck cancer. Oh, it's I hate that. But if you don't know the name, the Borg Queen in Picard season two. The voice for the character Tess in the 2013 The Last of Us video game. Uh, apparently her screen debut, ironically, or not ironically, it's a bad use of that word, but was actually in an episode of Star Trek Enterprise from 2001. She did lengthy stints on popular primetime series like 24. Um, she was special agent Renee Walker. She was on Bosch. She was on Vampire Diaries as Lily Salvatore. She's on Timeless as Emma Whitmore. And uh, I think most apropos besides being the board queen in Picard, she was charismatic villain turned ally leslie dean on marvel's runaways and she had a whole bunch of other roles and 45 is way too freaking young to die uh wow it's just sad uh actually like when i want to dive like though you mean the board queen's not going to be in season three of picard and apparently not but wow she did such a good role with that character and on runaways and all the other things and it's it's just a loss to to lose a talented actress uh, and especially just to lose a human being to cancer like that young like it's just freaking it sucks it's never cool uh thoughts and and vibes to her family and to her fans wow but getting away from from the sadness let's get to the other news so steven spielberg says that the dark knight was snubbed in 2008 hey steven spielberg thanks for coming to support some geek content uh so yeah Dark Knight snubbed, uh, didn't get a Best Picture nom, uh, but it did change the Academy to where they they expanded the Best Picture category where it can go up to 10. So, you know, it's snubbed, but it changed things, and it's good, and uh, Heath Ledger, uh, you know, whether whether you think it's rightfully so or not, won an, as- an Oscar, an Ascar, and <laughs> won the NASCAR for, for his portrayal of Joker. I'm the Joker, drum fans. <laughs> the Oscar, the the best actor for his portrayal of the joker and uh it was i mean the, the role killed him so he acted his face off so much that he became that character uh joel McHale has confirmed the community the movie is going to begin filming in june with the original cast returning i love that show community and uh i think it's neat to have all the actors come back and give us a film to see where they are now cool news uh star trek apparently the section 31 spinoff with michelle yao is still in development and michelle yao everybody loves her she's in so many great things including everything everywhere all at once uh and i also really enjoyed her in the witcher blood origin so yeah and 
I thought her character on uh, Star Trek Discovery was very interesting, especially the the version of the character that continues on in like the second season. So cool. I'm glad that they're still working on it and we'll see if more news comes in the future. Netflix did announce 49 films for 2023. That's right. Uh, not all of them are geek films, but the, the ones that sort of, there's one that's actually already out, came out January 20th, Young E, uh, which uh, is AI and robots. So... Uh, in 2094 there's a a movie called leo which comes out november 22nd which is a class pet lizard coming of age story i don't know why that just sort of struck my fancy one in fall 2023 called spaceman which is an astronaut on the edge of space getting advice from a creature from the beginning of time and i think adam sandler's in the movie they're doing a a, a prequel or sequel chicken run dawn of the nugget i just talked about like in the wallace and grubbit animation studio chicken run dawn of the nugget that's really cool and then apparently Wes Anderson is doing some sort of Roald Dahl adaptation, which interests me. I like a lot of the the work from Roald Dahl. Next up, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, man, it is. It's just making all the money. Uh, when I first posted this in my in my news roundup, uh, it was January 18th. It had made 1.92 billion. Uh, at that time, it was the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Uh, it was at that point behind Infinity War, The Force Awakens, Titanic, Endgame, and the original Avatar. Uh, and it, it's an abject lesson. Never bet against James Cameron. Uh, at that time, it was really making that money because of its international gross. Uh, you know, it wasn't making banger domestic gross. But uh, at that point, it was $574 million, But it's it's gotten even more. Uh, gone above $623 million. And, uh, you know... It, just cracking the top 10 of domestic is huge but it's like third all-time international now i think january 26th it crossed the two billion mark uh but it was not far away from infinity war and force awakens and it's actually surpassed titanic to become the third grossing international of all time and just wow <laughs> how is, are these blue cats and whales and water making so much money but uh, uh internationally and it, it came out at a good time where it didn't have tons of competition but that's that's not just it has to has to be a good enough movie to capture people's imagination and uh, just making all the money man james cameron and he's you're gonna you're not just getting the second movie you're getting the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one because they're just printing money with this franchise at this point between those two films so there you go uh going to more james gunn news he has suggested that his guardians cast could join his dc plans could that be in his authority movie which ends up being his guardians for the dc universe who knows but uh he he by all accounts is a director that actors really really enjoy working with working for so he builds these relationships and and we'll see if we if we get any of these actors like crossing over and doing stuff with them and i think it's just a win for all of us so why not uh matt reeves did come out saying that he had a meeting with dc to make sure that his batverse and the dcu don't collide that sounds like they've got the the whole elseworlds thing going on i like that they're still allowing matt reeves but i wonder if there's entire dialogue and like i said all of this dc news really needs to be on its own podcast but we're like you know, Warner Brothers is like, Mary's Batman, Joker movie, Teen Titans Go, Superman and Lois. These are all making money for us. And we already made these other four movies, you know, Blue Beetle and, and Flash and, and all that jazz. Like, this shit's happening whether you like it or not. Sure, 2025, take your gods and monsters. But, like, these things are happening. And while those happen, we're still invested in these other things. And uh, there probably is a little bit of that 
Uh, it is a money-making enterprise after all, and they've got some sure things in some of the films that they've come out with. So take that with a grain of salt or or however you want to take it. Whether you want to take it standing up or sitting down or bending over, just take it. <laughs> I did read articles about how how, how hard it's going to be incorporating the DC Universe into games. Um it you know the time involved is going to be a key factor uh, but if they succeed if james gunn and this dc universe succeed and not just having movies and television but actually video games all tie into one interconnected universe wow what a success story that'll be uh dcu co-president peter safran who is uh, James Gunn's right-hand man, the money guy, the producer guy, did come out and say that the Batgirl movie would not have competed in theaters and, in their opinion, would have hurt the universe uh, and that it was bravely shelved by his predecessors. Um, his exact quote is that it was, quote, not releasable, end quote. It was only built for the small screen. I read an article today with uh, Brendan Fraser where he's like, that's that's just not fair. Like, the, the, the screening that they apparently showed was like, he's like a half-baked cake. He's like, nobody wants a half-baked cake. Nobody wants to eat that. And uh, maybe maybe that is the case, but the the long and short is we will probably never ever get to see what Leslie Grace and him brought with Batgirl versus Firefly, and uh, that's sort of a shame because I'm really really even more you know than than again the David Ayer Suicide Squad cut or any any more cuts from any other directors. I think I think it's just you had the movie it was finished you just had to do the effects. So I don't know maybe when DC starts making all the money with their DC universe there is a world where we can finally get to see the Batgirl movie or maybe it'll just be like uh superman lives with, with nick cage's superman where you just have to wonder and somebody makes a documentary about it at some point uh amongst the the james gunn news you know things that i didn't talk about pennyworth was canceled i uh, got three seasons uh just the fact that they made a show about batman's butler alfred before he was uh you know the wayne's butler interesting i think i've seen all of the first season i enjoyed it uh i need to go back it's on hibbo max to watch all that i just uh i haven't gone back to it but you know it was it was a, a fun show very uh spy british you know in the in the same world as like the james bond stuff uh but also connected to like comic booky things it was cool i i enjoyed what i saw so far uh james gunn all over social media especially twitter and i i just really appreciated that he put up a poll on there to have fans vote whether superman should have trunks or no trunks and uh as the poll closed it was 59.3 percent yes uh that's not a resounding yes though that's like you know what i mean like yes it's good enough to like win political office uh but it's not like it was like 70 or 80 so uh i i for one sort of like superman with the trunks think why not uh sort of the the blue and the red up against each other are, are good colors and it's just the superman look and if you want to get superman away from like that that one suit like deal that we get like you know for the snyderverse uh having him back in the trunks could be a good thing James Gunn also confirmed that DC Studios is separate from Warner Brothers in so much that, you know, before all this, basically the, the smaller DC films was a sub subsidiary of the, the Warner Brothers Studios that was led by Walter Hamada. Uh, but basically the last thing they have left are those four films that are coming out. Uh, and with, uh, you know, for the last month or so, basically James Gunn and Peter Safran now report directly to, to CEO Daenerys Saslov. Uh, they're on the same level as the heads of the WB Pictures Group, same level as the head of WBTV, and the same level as the Hibbo Hibbo Max head. So they have elevated DC Studios and now, like, you know, setting themselves up to compete with Marvel Studios. Uh, and I think that is a good thing overall. 
Glenn Powell has come out and said that the Captain Planet movie uh, through Leonardo DiCaprio's production company is not dead. Uh, it has been five years since that Captain America or Captain Planet movie was first announced, uh, but they've said it's subversive and fun and dark and irreverent. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, I I think I have a memory of a Captain Planet movie being teased at some point uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio involved in some way, shape, or form. But yes, please. I hope, Glenn Powell, that this is correct, that it is not dead. Uh, Disney did announce a film slate that includes multiple untitled Disney, Disney Animated, Pixar, and Star Wars projects through December 19th of 2025. Uh, it is interesting that there are two Marvel flicks without titles on July 25th and November 7th after the Avengers King Dynasty, uh, which will be on May 8th. Uh, and then there's an actual date for the untitled Star Wars. December 19th of 2025. We don't know what it is. We don't know how it is, why it is, where it is, when it is. Uh, one of them other W's. <laughs> but we do know uh, they have plans for a Star Wars film of some type. And, um, you know, December 19th, 2025 is not far away. So I'm sure more news is a coming. According to Nielsen, Eternals was the ninth most popular Disney Plus movie in 2022. 4.236 billion viewing hours. It is the only MCU movie to crack Disney's top 10. And wow, people finding Eternals through the streamer. And I think that has to, has to be good news for like Marvel Studios. And hopefully people realize what a good movie the eternals is and if you want to go back on the podcast and actually listen to me and blue talk all about it um way back february of last year i think uh i'm not wearing my readers right now (laughs) old man wookie not reading his readers but uh february 26th bonus 21 the eternal mcu me and blue talking all about it uh was between episodes 282 and 283 so between those levels me and blue talk all about the the eternal mcu and it was a really good chat me and blue very very much enjoying that movie and i'm hoping other people are realizing that and it's it's good to see that it's getting that traction on the streamer uh camille nanjani did come out and say that Scorsese has earned the right to criticize Marvel. I feels that it is strange uh, for people to get upset about it, and I agree. You know what I mean? Like Scorsese, uh, with with his contributions to cinema, has a right to have his opinion, whether you agree with it or not. The the best part about film is that opinion is subjective. That's one thing my friend Sean said all the time on Sean Talks Movies. And uh, you're not always going to agree with everybody, but uh, these big directors, the Quentin Tarantino's, the Scorsese's, uh, you know, they they have a right to have an opinion, whether they like the same thing as you or not. Uh, and you know, when they when you get that caught up in cinema and all that stuff like you know sometimes sometimes the big popcorn action things aren't going to be their cup of tea and that is fine it doesn't doesn't keep it from from it being your cup of tea next up uh if you did not hear we've talked about it here on the podcast jeremy renner is still recuperating from his massive accident he is at home he is doing physical therapy i mean 30 broken bones a crushing chest injury and more what a stud you can look up online all the details about what went down when a snowcat ran over him it's thousand thousands of thousands pounds machine ran over him and uh it's just a miracle that he's live and uh, i hope he does well and i hope that doesn't mean the end for his stint in the mcu thankfully he is edging towards the old man hawkeye so even with those injuries hopefully he can still do the things 
Uh, Chloe Bennett has has been online responding to, <laughs> essentially responding to a fan saying that she was a good soap opera actor, uh, and and basically with a comment that that tweet's not going to age well, uh, prompting some to think that her Daisy Johnson, aka Quake from Marvel's Agents of Shield, could return to the MCU. Some people even say maybe it's going to happen in Secret Invasion. Um, I guess she has teased some other stuff, posting pictures with daisies in her shoes. Uh, but I would be down to see the character return, and I very much enjoy that actress and uh and like everything there and i think that could be cool and the beauty of the marvel multiverse is uh all these all this content that exists in other places as they prove with spider-man uh no way home you know even even the sam raimi spider-man flicks and the amazing spider-man flicks all that stuff can exist and be incorporated at the whim of the creators and uh kevin feige uh miss marvel apparently had some episodes corrected somewhere recently that corrected the color of the statue of liberty uh to basically make it match spider-man no way home uh that apparently in most marvel originally it was a greenish color uh but now it's copper like the movie and i dig that you know there's, there's always questions to be had about being able to go back and change things digitally, but there are cases where, where it's a good thing, and this is one of them. I like that. Make the, the universe more cohesive. Uh, Marvel's director of visual development, his name is Andy Park, has revealed that Thunderbolts is apparently going to serve as a, a pseudo-sequel to Black Widow, and uh, yeah... <laughs> why not with red guardian and and uh taskmaster and uh yelena belova uh, please continue that through line in the story but also give us our own thunderbolts movie with valentina uh, de allegra de fontaine um I, i'm so eager to see so much in the marvel content that's coming in the future uh speaking of like marvel content there's been rumors of diamondback and the serpent society and captain america new world order this basically comes from a casting call for a villain slash possible love interest for anthony mackie it's also funny since uh kevin feige once did say that captain america civil war was going to be captain america colon serpent society which was way back in 2014 uh no ideas ever wasted apparently in the marvel machine or maybe kevin really digs those villains and was looking for a way for them to make sense of the mcu and 10 years later his wishes come true um i know some people will stand on chairs and shout about diamondback as a season one villain and luke cage from those netflix uh, marvel shows but i'd have to point out that there's also a female version named rachel lyden uh, of course i cannot think about the serpent society without my brain going to quentin tarantino's divas aka the deadly viper assassination squad and kill bill but maybe i am alone on that mental island i think uh the serpent society and diamondback joining the mcu is something to be celebrated uh next up we got william h macy apparently joined the cast of kingdom of the planet of apes this movie comes out may 2024 uh planet of the apes is another one of those franchises that i that i dearly love that's actually something that i should just dedicate an entire podcast episode to um but i'm i'm glad that they are continuing planet of the apes movies of course matt reeves will probably not be involved because uh his slate has gotten really really busy with lots of things that he's working on uh but yeah william william h macy good actor and uh hopefully it's just a really really bang up good movie Amazon is apparently working on a Tomb Raider series uh, written by James Bond, No Time to Die, scribed Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which is interesting considering Laura Croft is definitely inspired by Indiana Jones, or at least the adventure treasure hunter stuff that gave us Indy. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is starring in the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So mayhap the bug for kick-ass treasure hunting archaeology goodness bit her while being involved with that um, and add this to an upcoming game 
game for Laura Croft in a reported anime series, and it seems that the adventures of Miss Croft are all about to be up in our business. <laughs> and then the the last little news thing. Disney is going to be doing more movies for Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia. And also within the article is that there's an Avatar experience coming to Disneyland. Because of course it made all the money, so why not? They have that entire Pandora world, which Blue raved about when he went to go visit in, in Orlando. I've not gotten to go to that particular edition to Animal Kingdom. But yeah, Toy Story 4, I just watched that movie another time with the boy. It's a perfectly okay movie. I don't think it's as good as Toy Story 3. But if they if they could find the story, yeah, another Toy Story would be fine. Frozen, little girls, little boys love those movies. The first one was good. The second one was good. Why not get a third one? And Zootopia, they did the that show, which was all shorts, which I loved the piss out of watching with the boys. Uh, and that was just continuing like stories from that first movie. So yeah, again, another movie, great. And Avatar Experience, right on. But that is all the news we made it my voice held out we got there level 333 exists and we'll be dropping in your ear holes uh before the black panther wakanda forever spoiler review so excitement you know the drill send me an email laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com uh you want to find me on twitter you want me to find uh hive which i don't really mess around with too much you want to find me on the instagram at wookie riot w-o-o-k-i-e-e-r-i-o-t go on the book of faces if you do so and join the laugh it up fuzzballs facebook group it's a closed group but you ask to join we say yes and as long as you're a good geeky bean you get to exist i think one person to this day has been booted from it and then there's been a couple one time one or two times i bought or troll things where it was just weird posting you're like yeah that's that's not getting on here and for the for like 99.9 percent of the time everybody's like kind and 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 they don't necessarily always agree but like treats each other with respect and i really really celebrate the fact that there there is a group like that that exists on the internet that that i'm i'm connected to that that is overall a resounding joy to be a part of like 720 members just looking at it it's just so freaking cool and rad and awesome uh tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball or just search laugh it up fuzzball in the search bar tpublic.com there's merch uh you can buy shirts but buy stickers buy whatever that's how that's the best way or my favorite way for you to support the podcast because you actually get something uh tangible in your hands so enjoy yourself take take advantage of those things that are there while they're there uh there will be a new design dropping somewhere in the near future because uh, i just have to to upload it to my computer and and do the thing to put it up but it's, it's coming fairly soon if not already when this episode drops um anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball is the home and uh I, i'm so thankful for the site making it free and and getting this podcast proliferating it if it will to all of you devotees just such a shout out to all y'all for listening i just really appreciate the piss out of it and uh thanks so much for joining me on another solo episode where we went over so much dab gum news like really 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 so so much i i i, I sort of i can't can't believe how much freaking freaking stuff got got dropped i did not do the math but if uh, if we had 39 and 16 we get to 45 55 56 plus 59 64 you're like i don't come here for math you know what you came here for 89 news stories that's what you did friends 89 different news stories hot dog news of palooza devoted amount of news for you devotees and i hope you enjoyed it 
Thanks for being classy. Thanks for being excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. And this is uh, Travel Chief Joe the Wookie Riot. Out for now. <laughs> See you next time, friends. Bye.